Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Hello, church. Uh, so good to be with you all today. Three quick things I'm grateful for. Number one, uh, I am grateful that you are here today because if I was preaching to an empty room, that would be extremely boring. Uh, number two, I'm grateful for baptisms. I'm grateful that people take steps of faith uh, to follow the Lord. And I know that there's new freedom coming from Chris that's taking that step today. And I can't actually remember what the third thing was that I was going to say, but I guess it's our grateful for Jesus Christ. And so he is worthy of all praise in here. And it's great to have you all here today. Thank you for being with us. Uh, you've made it the best choice by coming to the house of God this afternoon. I believe our church is in an important uh, transition period. I just see it like a giant Tetris game. I remember the Tetris and these blocks moving left and right and up and down and uh, there's this rotating and repositioning. And that's what I see happening with, with QB. Uh, we are in a new venue that God's blessed us with. Praise the Lord. That was the third thing. I'm grateful for air conditioning. challenging for people. Generally, we don't like change. We like things to stay the same. We don't want things to alter, do we? Because, because that's uh, uncomfortable if it doesn't change. But I really don't think this actually fits the nature of God. Uh, yes, the Hebrew scripture says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yet God is constantly moving. He is not static. How do I know that? Because he empowers his people, that's you and me, uh, by, by the Holy Spirit. And through us, he performs miracles. Uh, he uh, brings the message of salvation to people who are lost and, and hurt. He restores what is broken. Uh, I don't, we don't know how you walked in here today, but I tell you what, God is not finished writing your story. He is writing your story, and it doesn't end because he uh, is everlasting. Uh, God brings light to the darkness, and he sets us free. So God's uh, character doesn't change, but he is into change. He's into the, the kind of change that brings transformation and daily renewal to our lives. Paul writes that we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Isn't that an amazing promise? Yeah. So as we move through this uh, period of transition as a church, uh, I feel that uh, there's, well, there's a lot of unknowns and complexities, uh, generally speaking, in our world today uh, and in our, our nation and in our state. And so some of us may feel uh, emotionally raw or a bit on the edge in the season. But I believe that it's a call for us as believers, as followers of Jesus, to realign, to realign. And so the way we can view realignment is we're, we're coming into agreement with this truth, that's the Word of God, which is reflected in our worship, in our thinking and our behaviour. And so to expand on this, I'm going to read from Romans 12. Uh, it was penned by the Apostle Paul, and, and many of you may be familiar with this passage. We've spent, spent, uh, spent a bit of time here recently. Uh, but don't switch off. Oh, yeah, I know what Romans 12 says. Uh, because, you know, we can always learn something new, can't we, when it comes to reading the Word of God. So here we go, Romans 12. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Therefore, all right, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So in the first two verses of Romans 12, we, we see that there's this call to realign. Uh, it starts right here. And, and it starts off with our personal relationship with Jesus. We can't live in a way that honours and glorifies God, in other words, truly worship, if we don't align to his truth. And the truth is that, that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he was raised to life three days later, signaling victory over sin and death. And so when we put our trust in Jesus, we too step into victory uh, over sin and death. Uh, we receive forgiveness. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We, we have now had the promise of eternal life. Uh, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, it says in 1 Corinthians. And so when we truly worship, we align to what really matters, the truth of who Jesus is and what he has done for us, placing Jesus at the centre of our hearts, and our mind, our thought patterns, opens the door for daily transformation and renewal to take place with victory and freedom to do their work in us. And boy, don't we need that. So for all of us, I think there can be subtle shifts, shall we say, away from uh, kingdom patterns, away from this uh, where we are conforming to God's ways and we start conforming to worldly patterns. And so we might think we're heading in the right direction, but it only takes being a degree or two off. And all of a sudden we've ended up somewhere unexpected, a totally different place. And we think, how did I get here? <laughs> You've been driving down a road, wrong turn. Oh, I don't think I'm where I should be. It's a bit like that with our Christian walk sometimes, isn't it? So it's really good to constantly be taking a, a compass bearing, if you like, of our heart so that we can uh, realign in the right direction, you know, get back on course where we're heading in the right direction, heading to the right destination, our true north, Jesus Christ. And so as Christians, we realign to come back to something we have moved away from. And in this case, it's Jesus being at the center. And as we realign, it's wonderful that there's this opportunity to refocus, to reestablish kingdom patterns, and implement new disciplines. And if you, if you think about that and you go, oh, that sounds like a lot of hard work. Well, yes, it will take a bit of hard work, but here's the great thing. We have the grace of God through Jesus Christ, who sustains us and enables us to be able to do, yeah, do this and go through this process. And so thank the Lord for his amazing grace. So from these initial verses in, in Romans 12, uh, Paul continues in verses 3 to 8, and he addresses the key kingdom principle of serving in the body of Christ. He unpacks a number of gifts through which uh, God wants to uh, use us and bless others and serve others. And so serving aligns us. Uh, I grew up in the Salvation Army Church and uh, there was a massive emphasis on serving and uh, I have many uh, wonderful memories of serving uh, as a young person growing up uh, in the house of God and so grateful to my parents who uh, who really, I, I guess, were examples of that, you know, and, and that did help me. Uh, but we, it was the norm to serve in the house of God. We served as a family. There was an expectation that we did what we did for the Lord with excellence, uh, that we would go and, and just help out wherever was needed. And so some of my most, like I said, fulfilling moments uh, as a young person came 
from uh, serving in God's house and, and also being part of looking in the church. I just see Matthias, and I just got this image right there, and Hannah out there serving our young people. Uh, and she's a young person and she's serving young people right now uh, in the kidney and under room. And how amazing is that that we have someone like that who has such a beautiful heart for children and wants to bless them and help them and help them to grow into all they are called to be. Uh, young people have a place to serve in the house of God, that's for sure. And so that's, it's so important. Serving in the church, I think it really aligns us because uh, it forces us to take the focus of ourselves and it helps us to put our focus instead on the needs of others. It's a sure way to develop character, woo, which influences our behaviour and it's mind-blowing really that God wants to use us to be part of bringing his kingdom to earth. Like, just stop and think about that. He wants to use you to uh, bring his kingdom here on earth. All of you. It's not something that's reserved, especially for the pastors or certain leaders. It is each and every one of us has a part to play. And we have unique gifts that point people to Jesus Christ. And so our gifts aren't any better or higher in God's estimation than someone else's. And so I think it's really important that we remember, like, like what uh, Paul said, that we in Romans 12, 4, yeah, we have different functions, but we're, yeah, we're united by Jesus and serving because we all belong to him, paraphrasing it there, of course. And so I, again, I want to speak to young people right now. You know, if you're a younger person especially, uh, get involved in serving, uh, be humble and teachable, serve with commitment and excellence. And in fact, if you are in that age 12 to 25 bracket, can you just quickly stand for me, please? I'm not going to buy it. Does anyone in that 12 to 25 age bracket can stand up? Awesome. Thank you. Yes, be bold, be brave. No one's going to look around, I'm sure, at you. <laughs> They're all looking around. But just stay standing for a second. I want to pray with you. You know, you can bring a touch to the heart of Jesus to others in a unique way that God has wired you. And the choices that you make uh, in this stage of your life, the habits that you form uh, are really important for your future walk as a Christian, uh, as an adult. And so uh, there are things I would do differently if I was to go back uh, to your age. But uh, what I wouldn't do differently, one thing I did well was I was in the house of God every week and I was serving the Lord wherever I could. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, I walked around and would talk to people from all different ages and stages of life and find out about them. And, and so I want to encourage you to right now establish uh, at your age kingdom patterns that are laying a foundation from which God is going to actually use you uh, and he wants to use because you have a ministry inside of you that God wants to bring out. And so Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, just hold out your hands. Lord, I just pray for each and every young person, both uh, standing for those not present today, Lord, that are part of our church, Father God. I pray you pour out your spirit upon them. I thank you, Lord, that you have a plan and a purpose for their life, and the enemy cannot thwart it because it is your plan, Lord, and it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. And so right now, we just pray against any fear or doubt that might be in them that would stop them from taking steps of faith. And Lord, I just pray right now that they would establish healthy kingdom patterns right now, Lord, that they would, even from tomorrow, that they would establish things that are going to uh, bring them into freedom and fruitfulness for you, Lord. And so, God, I commit them to your hands. I thank you for them and for their beautiful hearts. And God bless them abundantly in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. We encourage everyone to be involved, right?
right? Doesn't matter what age you are, everyone to be involved in whatever capacity God calls you to be for the season of life that you're in. Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So we don't really want to get trapped into the floor pattern or someone else will do that. Yes, that might be true. Someone else probably will do it, but only you can reach the people that God's called you to reach. Uh, and we all have something to offer. And we're called to serve. It's clear in the scriptures we're called to serve. And God wants to use you uh, to bless others. And I know Pastor Nicole, you're going to be sharing on this next week, uh, looking at our individual gift surveys, finding out how we can be most effective and fruitful according to the way that God has designed us. And so, as you say in our sweet spot, I think is what you say. So that's going to be awesome. I encourage you to, of course, come along and hear more about that. So let's say we feel serving is an area we're solid in. We regularly serve, it's a kingdom habit, practice that we've faithfully stayed the course in, and if that's you, thank you so much. Uh, but we, you might feel, we feel that there's a discontentment in our heart. We might feel frustrated, weary, or irritable. And if we find we're in this place, it, it could be that our motives have become a little bit distorted, and as a result, we're not really as effective, we're not finding that fulfillment in our serving. We've taken our focus, perhaps, of doing it for the glory of the Lord, and instead uh, we maybe are doing it in our own strength. We're doing it uh, for this need to be seen or approved of. And so before we serve, I think it's great for all of us to have a habit of surrendering to the Lord uh, and doing as Paul exhorts us, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And, you know, if we, we, if we can check, maybe I've gone out of alignment somewhere. If, my, if, my, if I'm feeling this way, yep, Lord, I check my motives here. Uh, where are my motives lying? Are they in alignment with your word? Are they in alignment with what you have called me to do? And we come back to that truth, we offer ourselves afresh, and we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and empower us again, which he is, of course, faithful to do. So after Paul uh, addresses using our gifts in the remaining verses of Romans 12, uh, so verses 9 to 21, which I encourage you to go and read in your own time, he moves into talking about biblical love put into practice, what it looks like. You know, it's devotion, honouring, sharing, hospitable, merciful, peaceful, faithful, and selfless. Biblical love is not easy. I tell you what is easy, eating a Belgian chocolate lava cake. I just discovered last week, Pastor Nicole, these microwaving Belgian lava cakes you can get at Coles. Oh my goodness, I've been working feet all my life, chocolate lava cakes. And I was thinking about that. It's easy for me to eat that because I really love it. It's yummy, delicious. Felita, not so much. Felita doesn't like chocolate. But that's okay, no judgment here. And so she, but if it was gummy beers or marshmallows, and she'd be just eating those things up. And so, you know, it's easy uh, to do those things, but it's not so easy sometimes, am I right, to love the way that God calls us to. And so I think uh, for us here, it's about, well, ultimately, love and action flows from a heart that's willing to serve. A heart whose actions have Jesus at the center. And as his love develops in us and we grow in our revelation of who Jesus is, it helps us to love others the way that his word calls us to. We align to his truth and it flows out in our behavior. Our alignment precedes anything else. And, and that's why I think Paul starts this chapter with a call to, to a charge to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice first and then the actions flow from that alignment that comes in those first few verses there. But I think the difficulty here is 
being transformed by kingdom patterns rather than worldly ones is not an over overnight flip the switch instant process which i think is hard in our culture because we are surrounded by instant i can just tap here and, and watch this program i can go to microwaves and oh i'm boom it's done air fryer you know things are done pretty quickly so you know these i think makes it hard for us when, when we come and try to almost apply that same instantaneous uh i can just get this uh quickly and fast we try to apply that to our christian walk and when we get discouraged that it doesn't work that way uh, because it's not, it's a, it's a daily process, uh, it's a daily surrender. And if you're wondering where to start with this from a prayer perspective, Psalm 139, 23 to 24, search me God and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Who knows there's a lot of anxious people around at the moment, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See, see if there is any offensive way in me. See if there is an area, Lord, where I am out of alignment. And lead me in the way everlasting. Realign my heart to yours. Lead me back to you as my priority, Jesus. Lead me back to holy patterns, holy patterns. And so on a practical level, what does it look like for all of us to realign in worship thinking and behaviour as we move forward into the coming week? My two takeaways here are adopt his patterns and trust his timeline. Adopt his patterns, trust his timeline. So doctor's patterns, God's patterns are his will and his way. And, and Pastor Jake's in his series, Pattern Destruction, Pattern Renewal, uh, now pack what this looks like for us as believers to realign with and follow godly, sacred patterns for living. And you can look at this on our uh, C3 Prince of YouTube channel if you haven't already had the opportunity to watch it. Uh, well worth the watch, and if you have watched it, watch it again. Uh, but the five things mentioned, uh, as we align with the transformed, renewing mind pattern that we mentioned, our inward reformation, deep work with the Holy Spirit, Jesus at the centre, eternal truth driven and love driven, servanthood, others focused. And so adopting his patterns, his will, and his way will bring about this transformed, renewing mind uh, and life to us. And so if we desire this, which I think we do, uh, you're all here today for a reason, it's because we do desire this actually for our life. And so if we do desire it as we do, uh, there are some practical things uh, we can do to help ourselves. Beginning and ending the day with the Bible, the Word of God. So not so much social media or entertainment or whatever, but starting and, and finishing our day with something that matters, you know, something that brings change and conviction and strength and renewal and, of course, realignment. And I must say I'm consistent with beginning the day with the Bible. I'm inconsistent, I would say, with uh, doing so at the end of the day. And so I know, again, if I want to be adopting his patterns, this is an area I need to probably get into a better habit with. What about you? You know, what is it for you? Uh, is it dialyzing times of prayer? during the week. Perhaps it's uh, specific things you want to be praying for, whether it's by yourself or with your spouse. I'm not married, but I speak to a lot of married people who tell me that that's a really sacred and wonderful practice to get into the habit of praying together as husband and wife. Uh, perhaps it's starting a family devotional, um, maybe coincidence with dinner time, you know, taking the opportunity to sit together and talk about different aspects of God's word as a family. Uh, I think that's a really powerful thing as well. Could be as simple as turning the worship music on in the car or on the way to work instead of having just radio noise, maybe committing to attending connect group or being in church even if you don't feel like it. Because we don't always feel like it. We don't want to go based on our feelings or 
living in a whole world of trouble. <laughs> Whatever it looks like, make it achievable. Yeah. Make it achievable. It helps to be realistic. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up getting discouraged and you will just stop doing it. I'm not a fast reader. I actually find it, it's something I find highly irritating because I will start a book and I will generally get halfway through and I just, I don't know, just can't be bothered because it's taking me too long. I'm being impatient. I want that instant read it from front to back, obviously. And then it's, it doesn't happen for me. And so one of my goals this year is to finish any book that I start. So I haven't, I haven't given myself like I have to read it in this X amount of days, but it's just to finish uh, a book that I start. And I finished one this week. So don't give up. If you're in the middle and it's been a bit of a struggle, do not give up. Keep pressing in to the Lord. Keep coming back to His Word. Keep coming back to prayer, to community. Don't isolate yourself. Bit of a uh, touch word probably at the moment. Isolate yourself, but don't isolate yourself unless you have to because WA Health invites you to. But don't isolate yourself intentionally. You know, be around community and be make sure you don't isolate yourself from God. society we're in, where it's all fast-paced, everything at our fingertips. And so sometimes I think we can put demands on God uh, that He has to operate according to our time frame. It should happen this way, God, at this time, because that makes sense to me. Then we become, just me? It just happens to me. Okay, cool. But we become discouraged, don't we, and, and discontent. Uh, and unbelief rises in us when something doesn't happen when we thought it would, or as fast as we hoped. We can get caught up in our interpretation of what should or should not be happening that we forget to surrender to the author of time. We forget to surrender to the author of time. It's something we've probably all experienced, particularly if we're waiting for something significant. Uh, physical healing from a debilitating illness or a loved one accepting Jesus into their heart, financial breakthrough, marriage restoration, marriage itself. These are not small things and understandably as humans, we want God's timeline to match our timeline. We want instant results. Yeah. But we're going to be constantly frustrated yeah. if we expect God's timeline to match yeah. ours. Jesus said to Peter in Mark 11, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So Jesus says we will receive what we've prayed for. It will be ours. It's a done deal. He doesn't say when. <laughs> uh, we will get it, but it probably won't be in the timeline that we're thinking. And it may not look the way we thought it would either. 
But that's why it says in Hebrews 6.12, those through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Keep going. Don't give up. God is good. The other side of this is that we, I think, sometimes, um, you know, trusting God means we sit back and let him do all the work. Uh, but we are partners with God. We're co-heirs with Christ. We're his ambassadors. We're his representatives. And so that means we play our part. We cry out to God as we align with his truth. We serve and we go to the places that he sends us and we fulfill the call he gives us. We do what we can and we allow God to do what only he can supernaturally. So if we're struggling to trust his timeline, it's time to stir up faith by declaring the promises of God. Uh, 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Aren't you glad God is patient with you? I am so grateful that God is patient with me. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone, everyone to come to repentance. So the things we're waiting to happen in our lives, the prayers we're longing to see after, the healing we're desperate to see take place, it seems slow in our human understanding. And it may not make sense to us why God's timeline is vastly different but we, when we choose to realign with his timeline and we faithfully declare God's promises, we get onto God's page. And that's where we find patience and contentment and, and humility and, and a space of freedom uh, in our spirit where we are agreeing with this word. I'm not fighting against it. I'm, I'm coming into agreement. It's not that battle going on. I'm accepting that his ways are not, uh, are not my ways. And, uh, they're not our ways. And, and we can be comforted in, in this. And reassure that yes, he does keep his promises. He is faithful uh, to bring us to pass in our lives. When it comes to our timelines, timelines, there, there is a bigger picture. Our life is part of a larger timeline that involves all of humanity. The faith that is developing in us, the character that is being forged in us, the lessons we're learning when we're waiting on God, it's not only for our benefit, but it's more so for those around us, especially for those who are broken and don't have Jesus in uh, in their heart. Charlie, can you just come up and stop as I round out here? I was speaking to a student this week and just hearing their story was heartbreaking for me. And didn't realise the impact it had had on me until a couple of days later. And just a takeaway from it was, oh, you know, families need Jesus. I mean, we need Jesus, the world needs Jesus, but man, the families need Christ. And he is the only one. Uh, he is the hope for the world. He is the only answer. He's the only thing that makes sense. He's the only one who can bring transformation and reformation and renewal to the human heart. Jesus is who we need and he's who our world needs. And, and there is a call on us, I feel, to realise that we can be the best that we can be to make a difference for him in our sphere of influence. Because uh, maybe there's someone else on the other side of your alignment with God that needs something that you have to give that person. And, and so, Lord, I just ask you right now to just close your eyes and Thank you, Jesus. You know, as we align, I believe there's an impact, as I said, that reaches beyond the walls of our home, reaches beyond just our heart, where we do everything in a very insulated Christianity. You know, we're called to realign so that He can then use us out, out in the world to make a difference. And 
But if you do feel that there is an area of your life that God is calling you to realign with this truth, or maybe it's his pattern, it's his timeline, as every eye is closed across this place, I just want you to lift your hands. That's you. There is an area you can identify today where you need realignment, or just want to align afresh. You want to align afresh with him. Thank you, Jesus. That's you here today. Just want to lift your hands before him. No one's looking. It's personal between you and God. Lord, I just thank you so much for every hand raised, every heart that's inclined towards you right now. And God, I just pray that you would come and touch, touch each person with your love and the power of your Holy Spirit and release any chains that might have been holding them back from that alignment with you, any distractions that have got in the way. Uh, God, I just pray right now for a fresh realignment. Uh, to your will and your way and your timeline, Lord. And I pray that there would be an ease, that during this week I just see there's an ease for you. Uh, It's not going to feel really hard like it has before because you're now coming into alignment with the Word of God and alignment with this truth. So there's going to be an ease that comes with it. And it's not going to feel like this hard battle that it's been. Uh, So, Lord, I just thank you so much that right now uh, you're renewing hearts. You're transforming. Even in this moment, you are transforming hearts into ever-increasing glory. And so, Lord, help each of us this week to realign to your way and your will. And we just thank you for your faithfulness towards us. And we lift up your name and we say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.